Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are ASAP Science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about edging or gooning. This was a suggested episode to us from a fan. It's going to be sexually explicit, so that's something you should know ahead of time. Turn this off, mom and dad. Um, We're going to be talking about edging in regards to whether it's good or bad, myths, pitfalls, how it relates to premature ejaculation, the science of it. For that, we're going to talk about gender equality and squirting. Okay. (laughs) Did you you call it gooning? Gooning. That's what it's called. Also, it's called surfing. Oh, I heard surfing. Okay. Okay. So someone messaged us on Instagram and was like, I love the podcast. Can you please do an episode on gooning? And I was like, "Um, you're like canceled. Like that can't be like, and I was like, this is some like incel vibe. And then I Googled (laughs) it and was like, oh, that person means edging. It sounds British to be honest. Gooning. Mm-hmm. Are you going to go gooning? Yeah, message back and let us know where you're from. <laughs> yeah, he's probably from Bristol, you know. So all, the, all the folks out here be gooning. <laughs> so, insane episode coming into your ears. But Mitch, you have something to tell everyone. Yeah, it's the perfect medium for <laughs> it as well. I am a blonde bimbo now. Oh, <laughs> wow. Why bimbo? Oh, Has that... it actually changed the way you see the world? Yeah, everything's crazy and so fun. Um, I've never dyed my hair ever in my life. Not even like any kind of highlights. It's nice. Actually, to be fair, I feel like my mom <clears throat> used to sometimes spray like sun in in my hair when we go on vacation. What's that? It's like a spray that makes your hair like like lighter with the sun. Like, I don't know oh. if it like bleaches it or what, but it's like something to do with the way the sun affects it. My younger brother <laughs> and sister had blonde hair, so they would get it and would actually turn their hair blonde. Their hair the isn't blonde. Well, they have like light, dirty blonde hair. Oh, sorry, light. Like Excuse they have me, brown but when hair. they would spray it, well, it I have brown hair. So much darker. Oh, Your I see. hair is like the same color as my brother. <laughs> it is and you consider not. yourself blonde. <laughs> Okay, I don't consider myself okay, blonde. Looking at you right now, I know you are in like some <laughs> shadow, but your hair is brown right now. Okay, okay. You're not blonde. Okay, wow. I'm That's the only hair dyed one in the room. Your hair is brown. <laughs> no, okay. My hair is strawberry blonde, and Absolutely your hair right not. now is bleach blonde because it's bleached. <laughs> People who have actual blonde hair, it doesn't look like white. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, I think, anyways, your hair before was brown, you're right, and now it is bleach blonde. Yeah, I've gone from a, on the scale of darkness to brightness, a two to an eight is what my hairstylist told oh, me. Oh, it's an eight of brightness. Yeah, yeah like, it looks in, like, like a 10 would be like white. like hair. our golden retriever's hair. Yeah, it was like, I actually look more similar to Ernie than you do now. Yeah, you do. That's so, fun. You should walk him around. I haven't posted anywhere online. I don't do that anymore, so... 
I don't know how you guys are all going to see this. I guess I'll probably um, make a video or a TikTok or something soon. Okay. Because, yeah, anyone listening probably wants to see it, but they can't. I mean, there will at some point be, like, a, the second half of the pod goes on YouTube. So, like, you can see it there. Um, That's true. Side but I'm note, sure I'll film something soon. Side note, my, what is the YouTube channel? <laughs> side note podcast. Okay, yeah, look that up and you'll see it. Yeah, it looks good. It looks really good. Yeah, it's good. fun. It was really scary. It did kind of burn my head. Maybe um, we should do an episode on bleaching your hair. It just feels like not like there's enough about it, but, like, maybe... Yeah, I that's so. true. And only good. and only certain people will slay for it. Others, I've never dyed my hair yeah. either. I kind of want to, I guess, but I'd have to go like yours would probably be so much easier. Oh, like, but yours will be easier because it's so much easier to dye light hair. Maybe I'd go purple. <laughs> no, would you actually? Um, uh, like now that I said, like obviously not. But I'm like, what color would I do? Because my hair you is could do like blue. Okay, wow, that's so <laughs> different than purple. <laughs> I guess Smurf like you vibes. could do. Like there was a stage when they were dyeing my hair, they had to add like to make it look more real after the bleaching. Yeah, I could they do like a add, subtle. Like, or, it was kind of orangey red. Yeah, maybe I would too. do it like real ginger, like full ginger, mm-hmm. so people can like think I'm an absolute freak. Who yeah, you could do black around. Like yeah, it would black be would be fun. And then I paint my nails and I would you know listen to like Olivia Rodrigo slash My Chemical <laughs> Romance <day> slash <laughs> yeah <laughs> the modern day My Chemical Romance Olivia Rodrigo. Album is a sleigh. If you want a yeah, pop culture update, good. it's a sleigh. Because I didn't even like the first Olivia Rodrigo album, but this one is so good. I'm like, every song, it's hitting, it's hitting, it's hitting. Mm-hmm. And it's pop, and it's great, and she wrote it herself. And she's 20, and it's like, what the? <laughs> okay. But isn't that kind of like what most people are when they're like pop stars? Yeah, and it's like Alanis Morissette. Like, she was like 20 when she made that album. There's something about mm-hmm. youth that you just don't have like a filter to be like, oh, and question yourself, and then you make great stuff. Is that true? I don't know. I th- I don't know why. I think I think culture is just obsessed with youth as well. So youth is given more attention. Whereas, like, if you're like a genius forty-year-old making music, it's probably harder to break through to the masses. Like, old people will listen to young people in terms of entertainment. Oh my god, is this that, true? I think that young people are less likely to connect to like an older person's music. Not not always. Obviously, like so many young people even listen to like music from the past. Yeah. But so much of that is from bands and artists when they were young. And I think it's because young people relate to young people problems, and old people can also nostalgically relate to young people problems. But the opposite is not always true. Like, I don't know. This is super super interesting. Because on the other hand, like just taking Olivia Rodrigo as an example when I was reading about what she studied for this album, the music she listens to, it's like Fiona Apple. Like she's like yes, listening to older people. what album of Fiona Apple? She was probably young when she made that music. Yeah, that's what I mean. But that doesn't necess- that kind of goes. I don't mean like old, olden days. I mean like actually like somebody who's 40 year old today releasing music hmm. would probably not be about like crushes and heartbreak yeah. in the same way. I mean, the new Fiona Apple album was great. I wonder if it was the new one she was inspired by. My point is, I, this is an interesting question to me. Is youth, is it the obsession with youth or is there something innate about being young that allows you to tap into something? Like, I think that's like interesting either mm-hmm. way. I don't think that there's like ever, <laughs> we could do an episode, but I don't think there'll be an answer. No. But I do think that um, like it's not one or the other. And like Beyonce just made an album that's amazing and she's like, 
40 whatever. Yeah, but she's like a legacy performer. Like if yeah. it was her to first album in. ever, yeah, I think it would be a lot that's harder. That's true. That's true. And but the not industry, impossible. And the industry is looking for young people for sure. Yeah, and like aesthetically, people like um, enjoy people who are attractive and young people are generally more attractive to people. Interesting. They Interesting. Have youth, you know what I mean? Like anyway, shall we move on? Yeah. Study time. Oops. Oh, what did we learn this week? Well, okay, you go first. Squirting is. Well, mine's kind of related. to I know, today. but it's fun. Like I want to hear about squirting. Okay, so if you don't know what squirting is, uh, as a gay man, I don't either. Um, but apparently, it is you know when women or females um, during stimulation, during orgasm, like squirt fluid. Um, you've probably seen like some porn videos about oh it. Oh my god, you've probably years. seen from <laughs> porn videos. We also have a straight friend who's like, yeah, I know, like it's crazy. Like whenever I make like a girl squirt, I'm like, what? And I'm like, okay, you're just like subtly bragging. He's like, all the times I make girls squirt, I'm so like, what? For years, it's been like hot. I should say, for millennia, is what many articles even say. It's been hotly debated. Like, wow, is this real? Are these like the hunter gatherers were squirting and people doubted it? Or <laughs> I guess I don't have that. I don't think a thousand years okay, ago. Okay, we're not going that far back, but like no. the Babylonians were yeah, squirting. Yeah, or even like in the last century, I'm sure people were like, they're just peeing. That's not real. And a lot of times when we were young and you're coming across these videos, people would be like, that's not real. That's fake. They're just peeing. Yeah, the amount of like pre-poop few best in conversations I had about squirting. It's like, what were we talking about? Yeah. Like, we don't know anything. We couldn't even come. Anyway, so let's educate ourselves now. So males expel two types of fluid during sexual stimulation. Yes, we do. We got our semen, which is sperm cells, and like nutrient mix, um, and pre-ejaculate. Colorlet, which is like lubricant and an acid neutralizer, and it helps create like a environment for the sperm to survive. So the stuff that come... Oh, I see. The pre... We're oh, talk- yeah. The yeah, pre-cum is the lubricant. We, yeah, and we're... Yes, pre-cum is like the lubricant, yeah. Uh, we're talking about like wow. during sexual stimulation right now. Gotcha. So females actually have four. So they have vaginal lubricant, which is also clear and slippery. They have ejaculate, which is thick, whitish from the skin glands. Uh, coital incontinence, which is urine leakage. So it's more likely for a woman to experience some urine leakage during sexual stimulation. Whoa, I never thought about like peeing a little bit from my dick during sex because it's so different and complicated. Yeah. That'd be way harder. And then <laughs> okay. the fourth is squirting. So for some, uh, this can mean a gush The technical of, term is squirting? Well, this is the term that they were using okay i love when science just gives up and does use the correct like <laughs> the other one was like incontinence it sounded like a weird You're right. like, maybe there's another version of the proper word and the I'm fourth one is squirting <laughs> um, but this is a gush of 10 plus millimeters of clear watery fluid so again this has been debated but in the last decade they actually figured out what the substance is and then a new study in the last couple of months uh looked into like how and why it's happening so this substance they've concluded actually does come from the bladder, though it is slightly different in composition than urine. Okay. So it is urine, but it has like other com- mixes of proteins and sugar, and it's much more watered down than urine. And where is the where is the other stuff coming from? What it's all stuff? coming from the bladder. That's what they have found. Yeah, this Weird. this squirting substance comes from the bladder. Um, and so what the newest research was looking more at like how many people experience this? Like how do they experience it? How common is it? They found 40% of females have experienced squirting. Wow. Um, the median frequency was between three to five times in their life. 
Uh, typically, it is accompanied by organi- orgasm. orgasm. <laughs> by organizing orgasm. your mind to orgasm. Um, but around a fifth of the of people reported that it never happened when they had an orgasm. It was like separate from their orgasm. And then 86% found it pleasurable. And I can read if you want, especially for anyone with a vagina who finds this important and curious, the technique that they described best brought it out. Yeah. This is just a quote. So they used harder, more intense touch than usual, exerted pressure inside the vagina. Wait, wait, wait. Touch on what? The clits, the nips, the what? I think like the vagina in general, like both in and outside, they've said. Let me continue, okay? No, but I mean... This is a quote, so I can't like necessarily okay, okay. give you more specific details. <laughs> okay. I don't have a lot of okay. experience. That's why I took the quote. Okay, so they used harder... Again, sorry, yes, we are talking about the vagina. Okay, not, not sorry, like that's what nipples. I wanted to know. Okay. <laughs> more intense touch than usual, exerted pressure inside the vaginal wall, and concurrently applied outer and inner pressure. To release the fluid, some reported swiftly relaxing clenched muscles applying a burst of speed or pressure with their chosen stimulation or bearing down. For around 40% of women, squirting occurred unexpectedly simply from clitoral stimulation alone or without any specific pattern. So while there was like a trend for I want to be, a, I want a vagina. Me too. I want to get banged with a vagina. That sounds so fun. <laughs> I mean, at least we're gay, so we got to get banged. Like, oh my God, some like, some straight guys don't get banged. Oh True, my God, yeah. that sucks. <laughs> No, but I really, like, you like, just, you're like, wait, oh my God, wait, that is straight like, guys don't get banged. Actually insane. I've never thought about gay privilege. It's well, like, actually some gay guys don't get banged either. That, some like, gay guys don't get banged. At that point, it's like, now what's the point? Because <laughs> 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 you get to go to like pop girly concerts without any question. Yes. But like, some people, that sounds so fun. Some like gay guys pee when they get banged. Sure. Yeah. I feel like it involves a similar type of vibe to that. Like, well, I'm sure there's loose, a lot of pressure on the bladder if you barreling down. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just remember, not everyone likes penetration. Not everyone wants to have that. Not everyone needs to have I that. Know, you know? I know. I know. But it's one of the You're greatest. It's, it's one of the greatest <laughs> pleasures of life. As John Early would say. <laughs> oh yeah, John Early is an amazing comedian. Has <laughs> a joke about it being the meaning of life, and that shitting out of our ass is an evolutionary mistake, and is actually meant to be banged. <laughs> That's just like a other weird byproduct, but it's like actual purpose. Like in the future, sex. like the shitting will go away, and just the vessel of anal sex is what our <laughs> anus will be. I mean, I agree. Wow, that's really interesting. I do yeah. think that squirting is forever a um, like mystical idea that I'm, of course... Well, we grew up with it being such a mystical idea. But it's idea, like, why the like, hell wasn't there science then about it? No, that's it? insane. Yeah. Oh, because it was like the 90s and like they everyone were like too afraid hated to the idea of like understanding female health. Like including women in <laughs> science studies yeah, at all. They were too busy being like, well, we know what pre-cum is. <laughs> it's like so boring. Okay, so my video is about... Um, video. What? <laughs> okay, so I'm working on a video about population. I talked about it last week, how the population's declining, and just like in the research, there's so much interesting stuff. But this is about gender equality um, within different countries and like how it functions. And they found that as countries have more gender equality, it increases the amount of women who end up as legislators okay. in those countries. Yeah. All, like, kind of makes sense, obviously. Yeah. And then that decreases poverty, decreases hunger and increases climate action in those countries. Hmm. And so like, that's really interesting. All amazing things. So as of January, 2023, women occupied 35.4% of seats in local government around the world. Oh, but wow. but okay. based on like 
countries they could access the data for. Okay. So yeah. there's st- it's it's not probably like actually lower. the entire world. That was up from 33.9% in 2020. Okay. So it was 33.9% in 2020, 35.4% in Jan 2023. Women, local seats, governments. The target, which they have like created at all these like UN assemblies, is to have 50%. So like parity by 2030. I love that, that like the way you said it was like, <laughs> it was going to be some other number. The target is 50%. Yeah. So like, okay, well, like everyone like goes to these UN summits and like gets off their private jets and they're like, we like, want we gender have an parity. Idea. What if? Yeah. By local half. governments, like women things. It's just like, okay, crazy, crazy, crazy. But they, but they're like, we're not on track for that. It's not going okay. fast enough. And then another study found that when, through studying gender equality, when there's more women in political or corporate leadership positions, they're almost twice as likely to deal within the concept of climate action, and they make twice as many policies to protect nature. Oh. So it's like literally gender equality, they're like, is a huge part of the climate crisis mm-hmm. issue just by nature that women are going to be like making policy. Upon it. It's like, oh my God, that's crazy. I'm curious if that accounts for... Um, age and i don't want to like sound oh, age just younger at all, but people I, you mean yeah there is a whole section about how younger people are more like i wonder too. exactly so I'm, yeah because because obviously people who have been like allowed into politics for so long are probably much older and hold like more stringent views around like oil industry and traditional ways of doing things but like so many more women are entering probably as much younger that i wonder yes. if they were compared to their male counterparts well, okay. i wouldn't be surprised if it, they were still on average more no but yeah it wasn't about that it wasn't linked to whether or not they identified as a woman and their age there's right. there's a whole separate section about how younger people in legislative positions also, like also follow that change. care more about the climate and it's like then america's looking for presidents that are like 80 like, yeah <laughs> it's so crazy you're just like it is actually so like that it's like so old yeah it's like how is trump's heart even beating i don't know like they're like you know what i mean there must be like some little like demons in there that are just like pumping his like <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely being controlled by like imagine he was the aliens had landed and they just like took <laughs> over trump's body <laughs> anyways yeah super interesting that video That's will be cool. out soon and, and we're going to do an episode on popular the fact that the population is going to decrease soon on this podcast in the coming weeks all right time for a break oh my god we're going to talk about gooning baby <laughs> surfing baby hey brb many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Study time. Study time. Study time. time. Okay, so do we want to explain what edging is? Okay. For those of you (laughs) who are here listening, uh, okay. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Wait, wait. So, if you're like, um. Okay. So, um. We're we're shy. Okay. okay. Edging is a sexual practice by which you 
do not let yourself reach orgasm. You might come close. You don't. But then you yeah. hold back. Some people call it surfing, which I think is like a kind of a cool adjective. You're surfing yeah, the wave. You're that's fun. getting close to the big O. <laughs> and then what were the other names you said? Edging, surfing, gooning. baiting, gooning, baiting and gooning. Gooning apparently isn't British, but it sounds British. And so yeah, it involves engaging in cycles of stimulation to the point right before orgasm, and then stopping and starting again. And so the theory is that it can lead to a more intense orgasm or increase the duration of sexual activity. And it can be done like on your own, like masturbating, you can edge, but also with a partner. You can, whether you're doing it together or one person's edging, I know like, uh, 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 don't come. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, definitely there's lots of people who are like super into that. There's people even in like the BDSM community, there's like someone will be like the dominator versus the person who's like letting the other person control that and let them <laughs> choose like they get to choose when they're having the orgasm all consensually of course um so there's lots of ways that you can play with this idea but yeah i think it's like ultimately extending the sexual experience pushing and building that tension for even longer so with the idea that when you finally do release it's much more intense than it would otherwise and be. we're gonna try and be like sex positive slash like try yeah of course we are but you're right no but i mean like it's so never hard like when and you talk about the science of things like it's sometimes the science is so intense that you're like is this sex negative like yeah you're it's right so also yeah. like what is sex positive i just say i am it but then i'm like am i like i don't know yeah like we obviously always want to be able to just like laugh and have fun on this podcast but ultimately let it be known let it be clear like whatever your sexual preference in any way whatever your kinks like i think that's cool I think also sex, sex is cool. so like <laughs> It Sex is, is silly. No, it is like <laughs> funny if you take it so seriously. I find yeah. it so interesting that like we have sex and like shit gets like so intense because like humans are so like vulnerable. Well, it is extremely vulnerable to have sex with someone to let them in. And especially if you're going to play with the ideas and break away from traditional sex, it's important to have rules and it's important for it to be taken seriously so as to not take advantage of people and not hurt anyone. But, you know, but also at the same time, it's also like when you watch two people having sex, like not in the movies, <laughs> like it can be pretty like, okay, now I'm like, I'm definitely sex negative. <laughs> like it can be like funny. Like it doesn't have to be this yeah, like you crazy, think of it in like the animalistic context. You're like, yeah, that's just like, it's obviously animals hot, having sex. but it's like, there's something that's so serious about it. Like, like the like Zane and Taylor Swift song for like their 50 shades of gray. Like it's so like, but it's like, sometimes it's actually like, okay, wow. That looks like two squirrels who are yeah. trying to procreate. And that's fair. Okay, in 1956, a paper came out that said that edging would help for people with erectile dysfunction. Oh. And that has kind of culturally... With erectile like, dysfunction? Sorry, premature ejaculation. Oh, okay. Damn, that's it, damn I, it, damn it, damn I it, damn it, thank you. I also like, got that study and I was like, wow, even with erectile dysfunction, that's interesting. Well, okay, no. so, but like my point so is like, that... How do you edge if yeah. you don't have an erection? <laughs> you're like, I'm you still edging. You're still it's like, yeah, you're not hard. Okay, so people think that... Even now, some people will maybe do this practice mm -hmm. if they have premature ejaculation issues like yeah. at home. And um, also for women, if they're like maybe wanting to increase their sexual desire, sometimes mm -hmm. they will do it. And I think there's like been a lot of studies about how edging for women could be helpful for like understanding like their own sort of like ability to then 
come with like a partner for sure and i think it can provide you the opportunity male or female or whatever like you can experience your own body it gives you the chance to not just have it be like quick and over with it's like no extend it learn what feels good for you so you can articulate to your partner so you know what you like what have you ever like consciously edged like not (laughs) really like have you ever gooned baby like not not so as intensely as like obviously I can like see it in porn and stuff. Wait, you can see edging in porn? Are you nuts? <laughs> you're lying. No, wait, wait, Stop wait. What do you mean? You're what do you mean? Little... Wait, what do you mean? Oh, like in like you oh. can see it in porn. Okay, you mean like you mean like there's like those porns where they're like edging porn. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you mean like you can't. It's not like it happens in like a wait okay i'm short circuiting i can't tell okay. if you're lying no i'm not i'm saying okay i definitely have stumbled across porn that's like called edging and it's like the whole context of the porn is the concept of edging in like what like what are and you then saying? i'm saying i thought that you were saying like when you're watching porn all the time they're like da 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 like edge time baby but no it's like no some porn is just people being edged by someone else like they might be in yes. handcuffs i have seen tied. that they i've could seen be that. tied up so they actually cannot yeah, touch know. themselves i've seen that okay there you go welcome to the club so that's <laughs> like being tied up though that's like very edgy like I, I from what i was reading in these studies it was like people who like maybe with their partner it's like a discussion and then it's not of necessarily course. like tying them up and blindfolding them. No, but like, that's a form where somebody else is controlling it. Okay. So versus yourself. Another thing about edging and this is tea mama. What, what, <laughs> what was it that? Oh yeah. Recently someone said their mom was like, Oh wow. They were throwing shadow <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> instead of throwing shade, which is so good. And my, my dad called her Megan three stallions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. I love boomers. Um, except it's like vote for the right people and climate change is real. <laughs> uh, so, okay. In Toronto, there's a gay beach. Okay. Well, that's horribly that's not necessarily it's not just a gay beach but there is like a clothing optional beach that's like historically like very queer and there is like cruising that happens like in the woods and from what i've been told about it is that like a lot of the people there are edging so they're like going to cruise and it's like the concept of like coming this is like so specific is sort of like something that like you maybe do at the end of the day or is not necessarily yeah you're like turned on the whole time having sexual experiences but not for the sake of just finishing yeah and i was kind of like like, okay that makes sense because it seems like there's these people who are in the woods like i'm just at the beach like smoking a joint listening to like lord (laughs) justice for solar power but like and I'm like, oh, those people are in there a while. Like, what is happening? It kind of makes you a little confused. And someone once explained that to me. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Like, they're all maybe interested in this, like, concept. Which can lead me, if we want to, to the pit. Should I start talking well, about Well, maybe I'll go issues? first because I wanted to talk a little bit about those studies on premature ejaculation. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. But just one note on that. I would say there's lots of forms of edging. Like, it can be intentional. It can be unintentional. Even at like sex parties or if somebody wants to like have sex for a long time, they not be, may not be consciously going like I'm edging, but they might just be like, I want to have this experience for a long time. I don't want to just like have an orgasm. And, and it's go. like, oh my God, the patience, <laughs> the time. <laughs> and some people have patience, which you don't. Yeah, no. I That's know. why you don't edge. <laughs> you literally don't have the patience. Um, or honestly, you could just be like watching porn for an hour. That's edging. Okay, so that's the other thing. Like, I definitely have had sex for long periods of time and, like, watched porn for, like, 
I guess hours. Like, <laughs> no, no, but I mean like to the amount of time where it's like, yeah, I'm not technically like, you're like like doing I a could form of magic. truly yeah. come in a minute if I wanted to, mm. but it's like no, and I'm like so like that I mean. is it's interesting. A large variety yeah. of ways that you can edge. I'm a gooner. Now, okay, now it just sounds back, so wrong. Going back to premature ejaculation. The reason I pulled my study from this is because this is where most of the actual research on yes, okay. edging comes from. For premature ejaculation. Because there's not a yeah. lot of like studies into edging. Just because it's like, it's something people can do for fun. But like, I don't know that there's like, there has been some evidence that it can change like the hormone balance short for short term in like both male and female bodies and in different ways. Yeah. But outside of that, there's like not... I guess there hasn't been a real purpose that people have tried to study. Yeah, it's a weird one Whereas premature ejaculation in men specifically is like one of the most common sexual problems. So there has been lots of research into that. Um, and basically there have been two techniques developed um, and studied. One called the squeeze method and one called the start and stop method, which is ultimately similar to edging the start and stop method. Huh. Um, to help people who have premature ejaculation issues learn to manage them and be able to last longer. And this is like doing like starting and stopping through like masturbation or I guess yeah, it could so be with a partner. Yeah, so start and stop. Yeah, it can be alone. It can be with somebody else. The start and stop technique is exactly what you think. You get really close to orgasm, but not so close, close that you can't control it. That might only be like 30 seconds for someone and then you stop. And then you repeat that several times and it helps your body like recognize that Whoa. phase more clearly of when you're like Wild. too close to the edge Fun. through trial and error. <laughs> um, and the squeeze method is literally that you, um, you go up to orgasm just before and then you actually squeeze the head squeeze of your, your penis. dick. Like the head. It what? Says, oh. says like, um, where does it say? The Put head? pressure on the head of the penis to decrease the level of arousal. It can be done by putting your index finger on the back side of the penis where the head joins the shaft and placing your thumb on the other side of the penis and then gently squeezing. Okay, no offense to them, but isn't like the head of the penis sensitive? I'd be scared to do it. It would probably depend, come. but this is what I mean. It's trial and error <laughs> and it might be discomfortable for some people. And at least it's just like putting pressure in a way that then you stop for 30 seconds and wait. So wow. studies have been done on this. Um, especially in this particular study, it was like men who within one minute of intercourse were uh, ejaculating or having an orgasm. And after the edging and training techniques, they were able to increase this time to about seven or nine minutes. Oh, so that's significant. Yeah. So I thought that's where a lot of this sort of like edging idea, the stop and start method, while not maybe as like sexy, has been like very useful for many people. They were saying that in women too, edging again can help them to understand like their sexual techniques or I guess people with vaginas is more accurate mm -hmm. people with vaginas it's like helpful because of how sex is just like an orgasm can be more complicated and then also that some people when they edge with vaginas will like lose their arousal completely when they stop and like edging mm -hmm. doesn't work for them so they were saying how like people can like like with vaginas can edge and definitely learn about and like masturbate and try it to try and like increase their ability to perform sexually better with partners. But then also there are some people who it just doesn't work for yeah. them because when they stop, it's they like lose arousal. Whereas they found with men that doesn't happen as frequently with edging. Yeah. It's like, kind of like they're not halfway through feeling. Yeah. It's they, like you when know, like you driven yeah. more to orgasm. Yes. And I just was like, Oh, that's <clears> such an interesting thing that like you would well, want to know if you had a vagina to be like, it's there's not also like the stereotypical and this is, you know, often true, but not always true. Of course, that men like finish much faster than women. 
Um, and so it's an opportunity for men to practice edging so that they can allow women to get to orgasm as well or to experience the pleasure True. in just the same way. To Like not only for men who prematurely ejaculate, but like lots of men yeah, are like focused on themselves. And even in like queer relationships, it's like one person might just get their way faster. So it may be beneficial for them to focus on how to edge themselves. So they're not like, so they can extend the pleasure for their partner as well. Yeah. It's like if you have, it was most of the studies around it are about whether you're feeling anxiety or that you're like maybe not having fulfilling sexual experiences. It's a way that you could try to learn about your body to make that anxiety decrease and maybe feel more fulfilled. Mm. But now I'm going to talk about its link to sexual compulsive behavior and how edging like from a neurophysiological perspective could be like something that tips you into that category. I'm like just pausing because I'm like, is that noise coming from outside our door or is that our unit? What door? What noise? Oh God. I just hear, I just, because we're anxious about noise. What noise? What noise? Oh, I think that's our unit. But I've never heard it before. But then there's another noise, which is like someone throwing out their garbage. No, okay, I'm sorry if you're hearing now more noise. Now there's another noise too, but that's just like a high pitched <laughs> noise from someone outside. Okay, I just am like hypersensitive now that we had those audio. So okay, this, this I, is just a local noise. I think noise. That, that we know what the audio noise was, and it was a buzz from the electricity of this sign. I know that, that. noise. I don't think will bother people. You Are you talking. getting? I'm up? just gonna listen no. to it. What? Oh my god, your blonde hair. Yeah, no, it's not like someone outside. With like, well, we recently had this like furnace changed and fixed, so I think it just oh, sounds different than normal. Okay, uh-huh. I was like, what? Someone outside with like a low. No, I didn't know if in the u- in the building there was like some construction or something going. Oh, on. Oh, yeah, no, that's our unit <laughs> or a generator. That's our okay. baby. That's Side our side and side so edging to I'm low. edging to learn. I mean, we're edging the audience right now. Yeah, about why edging could be bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this study was really interesting. It was. Not very many people, it was only 19 men, in this case, people with penises, and they got people to enroll if they said they had compulsive sexual behavior, which they, in this study, thought was people who would masturbate and prolong their masturbation in some ways, edging for three hours a day. Oh, okay, wow. So it's like, this is people who are edging with porn. Then they also brought in like controls and they had them watch pornography versus sports videos and they studied their brains and they found that people who had been quote unquote edging or gooning or watching lots of porn, but not coming quickly, like for long periods of time, keeping that arousal state high, the brain regions that were associated with dopamine, which, which we've talked about before were high, literally physically larger and higher than these people and the brain regions that are addicted, that are linked to addiction to drugs and sex and alcohol were also a lot bigger in those people. Mm. And they were like, okay, it makes sense from a neuroplasticity perspective that if you are edging to porn a lot, you're increasing the amount of baseline dopamine that's firing in your brain, changing the size of those neurons, the amount of those neurons in those pathways. And as we're starting to become more and more aware of compulsive sexual behavior, compulsive sexual disorder, People are like, this could be something we need to study for the future about how it throws people into maybe that category. Mm. So sex addiction is not a term that's like accepted in the scientific community. It is sexual behavior disorder or sexual compulsive disorder, which I think is important to think about because it's like you calling someone a sex addict is like kind of intense and like is not like appropriate in the same way that you're not really supposed to say an alcoholic. 
Sure. So say someone with an alcohol use disorder. Okay. So I think it's like those, that language, I think it's helping people to understand where they fall rather than just being like, oh, I'm not that or I am like, that. Like you either are or you aren't. There's yeah. There's like a range of behaviors yes. that. And like when I think about the concept of even just edging to porn, like the way that some people I have like listened to talk about this who believe that sexual compulsive disorder is an issue will think that that is an obvious step towards needing more time spent mm-hmm. having sex, needing more, um, in some cases, extreme visuals in order to come, like yeah. all those things. Like it can be a scale that increases. Whereas there's also some other scientists and therapists who think that compulsive sexual disorder is not even a real thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just an excuse that some largely white, powerful men use to get out of situations where they've like cheated. To like say, I couldn't help myself. Yeah, which I think is really controversial. It's why this stuff's so interesting because it's like, it reminds me of like sort of we're on the precipice of a new type of psychology and science and therapy and like public consciousness coming into play around these concepts. Yeah. But I think what's interesting is that edging physiologically from this study could be linked to losing some control around your compulsive behavior with sex. And I was like, that's interesting to yeah, me. I, no, that is interesting. I think it makes sense. And it, it, like, it makes sense to me that even, even just like watching porn for three hours in a row, whether you're edging or not, like whether you're even touching yeah. yourself is going to change your mind. So doing anything for an extended period of time is, you know, shaping your brain and how you see the world and how you interact with it and what affects what turns you on. Like it's the same reason that people can become uh, linked with a kink because like they do sexual activities around those things and then that becomes sexualized. So obviously there is always a quote unquote risk if you're going to like do a behavior many, many times. This is where I get into the sex positive, sex negative thing. That's I find really hard to balance. Well, I think, I think as long as like as a communicator, like for us that we just are clear that this we're trying to just like talk about the research, but of course research can also be in it like in not indebted, but carry bias as well. Yeah. But so hopefully we're able to just like talk about the potential risks, but also know that like many people practice very safe, safe sexual behaviors and are control in their own bodies. Yeah. And comfortable and happy. And they can choose if something becomes a problem, right? Like yeah. everything is a gradient. The dose is the poison. Even in food, it's like nothing is good or bad. Yeah. And hopefully science can be as unbiased as possible, which is not, you know, a hundred percent possible, but hopefully it can just say like, here's what we find. And the more studies we have, the better idea we get of like, is this actually overall a detrimental practice or for most people, is this a perfectly healthy practice? And we just need to be careful that some people don't get like overly impacted. Yeah. By it. It's kind of interesting though. It's just like an episode about edging and then you start to get into these like really. Well, I'll cover. Okay. So like the pitfalls that I found in research were one, it can contribute to epididymal hypertension, otherwise known as blue balls in any sex, like whether you're male, female or anything in between blue balls is not exclusive to men. But of course, Blue balls is mild at worst and easily remedied. So that's not like a, a medical condition you have to worry about. But because you're pulling in like so much blood, um, it's like swelling your genitals. Oh like my God. Hypertension of the dick. Yeah, which is blue balls in the first place. Um, like you don't have to be edging to get blue balls. But like if you don't orgasm, that release is not always there immediately. And so that can be mildly discomforting. Um, it can also lead to idiosyncratic masturbation, which is what I think you were kind of talking about, um, or, or sexual Wait, behavior. So that uh, means like that? when you 
practice anything over and over and over, you can become used to that specific form of stimulation. Yeah. So like then maybe when you're trying to reach orgasm another way, you're no longer stimulated that. So that could mean like you could get used to masturbating with your hand too much or with a toy too much. And then when you have a vagina or a penis or an asshole, they're like or not as ass. stimulating. Good, good, good. <laughs> or a tight ass. Like you may not be able to be stimulated in the same way because it's not the way you've like contextualize sex it might be harder you might have issues with that so it's important to know like especially because edging can be a very long form practice you're building those habits idiosyncratic masturbation yeah right so like it's the same with watching porn like if you watch too much porn you actually may and just masturbate you may not find sex as enjoyable gotcha, gotcha, because gotcha. like you're so conditioned to enjoy just like that is like what i was talking seeing about. something from a specific yeah. perspective and then the last one was um just delayed ejaculation or difficulty reaching orgasm. So for some people it can impact how long it actually takes them when they even want to orgasm. Wow. So it's like, it's like obviously edging helps people who premature ejaculate. But then if you go keep going, it's like, then you're like, Oh wait, now I can't. Yeah. And again, the caveat here is like these studies are mostly just looking at for some people that doesn't mean somebody started from premature ejaculation and it made them go all the way where they couldn't ejaculate now. Yeah. It's more just like some people who have practiced this were found to ultimately end up having trouble reaching orgasm because they had it could be just um causation it could be correlation like we don't yeah. necessarily know but this, there was a 2014 study so that is kind of a long time ago when i think about how far like porn's come and it said it was only of 96 women and found that those who masturbate or edge are were more likely to reach orgasm when they had sex yeah i mean i think it's important to note the differences between different kinds of people right like yeah. men typically are gonna orgasm faster and women are not and so edging for women might actually allow them to reach yeah. orgasm. in this case they were saying it was like women who were masturbating or edging probably on their own time mm. then they had a decreased um it de the reason why when they surveyed them after was that they think it decreased their anxiety around sex and mm. being able to pleasure themselves during sex to be like, it's going to be know. fine. Yeah. 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 yeah and there's so like, much shame and embarrassment around sex. Like even going back to the first part of the podcast, when I talked about squirting, it's like so many women feel shame around it and like are embarrassed by it. But if you can own it and know that it's actually like sexy and a totally normal thing, then you might be more compelled to want to experience that. Yeah. But if you're like, you know, doing it and you didn't know it was going to happen and you're with a partner who like has no idea what it is that can be induce a lot of shame. And so I think same with like, you have to learn about your body and be comfortable and know what I'm doing is normal. I don't need to be embarrassed by it. Like I can be focused on my own pleasure. There's a poster in front of us where we record. There's just a bunch of mushrooms. It just looks like I'm staring at all the different kinds of dicks. <laughs> it's like all the different types of vessels for edging. Clitorises even. Oh my God. See, that's, that's that's loud. I, what is that? That's our first. No, but that wasn't earlier. I know, but what is that? No, that's bad because what if that happens when we're trying to sleep? Hold on. Oh no. See, I knew something we need was to up. like I'm gonna pause and wow, try to turn it you off. You know for a blonde, you're really smart. Oh no, I'm gonna press pause and then we'll come back. I'm pressing pause. Okay, everyone is watching a full freak out. Oh my god, what was that? It sounded like Shrek farting for like minutes on end. It was just the fan. I'm going to fix it. I'm a tech bro, okay, wow. engineer, um, handy person. So not that Ooh. we value any of those things, um, <laughs> but also equally, those are great things to be a handy person. It kind of, it kind of sounded like edging. Okay. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. Um, <laughs> so 
I was listening to a podcast about sex addiction and there was this one episode about this guy who, when I was listening to it, I was like, this is edging. <laughs> but he was <laughs> saying that he was like, when you're a sex addict or for him, again, it's like, that's not even the proper term, but he was like, for me, the biggest like bummer was orgasming. So he was like, I see. Cause then it's over. Cause then it's over. It's all about this like chase mm. about this, like dopamine, like yeah. constant firing his brain. And he said that like, sometimes he would lock himself in a room and watch and masturbate for days on end. That's obviously extreme. But then he was like, even when it came to like going out, like apparently he was like a very attractive man and he like had like some crazy like banking job or whatever. <laughs> and so like, even when he decided to like do a bunch of drugs and like go out and like meet someone one night, it was always about like keeping the it chase. high and never like, he right. was like, I never felt worse than when I like came and was like, it's over. Mm. And I was just like, Whoa, that is like a flip side of edging. Like, you sure. know what I mean? It's like, but that a is really the dark extreme. way of talking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I just thought and not really related. To, I guess it is edging in some ways, but you can probably edge psychologically as well. Yeah. Sorry. I just mean this whole episode, like, cause we were doing this episode, I was listening and I was like, this is like a really dark portrayal of mm -hmm. edging, <laughs> but it was like, but it still is. And it links back to that study about changing your brain. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you are edging like daily, all the time like you're it's going to be harder maybe for you to have yeah and i think anything you use as compulsion it's like the same as phones like obviously sex and orgasm are so stimulating and release such a response that if you're like using it as distraction that could easily become like more your where you go when you're anxious where you go when you're overstressed where you go when you're like trying to like i don't know just like get rid of some of your emotions yeah um yeah. Okay. That, but, that, that but that's sense. not like an excuse for people. Like you said earlier, people sometimes <laughs> use these like, well, I have a compulsion and I can't help myself. And that's why I cheated on you. Blah, blah, blah. Like we're not here to explain or work. Like that's a therapist's job to work with yeah, somebody yeah. on how to undo or figure out where those compulsions are coming from. And like you said, it's a hard, was well, not a hard line. It's a gray line, but it's a hard line to figure out where, yes. where one begins as a perfectly normal, like healthy practice in exploring sexual parts about yourself and where that can blur. And also that's just like a societal norm, right? Like we have to, we decide as society, like what are the normal ways to have sex and what aren't it? How often missionary guy, <laughs> girl, and with God watching. <laughs> but I, yeah, like it is true. Like what is normal sex? It's like, okay, well I'm like, ours involves anus holes. And for some people that's not normal. Exactly. Like, and I think it, it goes, <laughs> Like that's why so many people just bring it back to like, as long as it's consensual and it's not causing any damage to people, like you have to let people kind of do what they Compulsive want. is an interesting word. Compulsive sexual behavior. The word compulsive is very, that is like reminding me of what you're saying. It's like, if you're using it to escape, mm -hmm. like if and you're using, using though, it's like, it's like compulsive phone use. It's like not necessarily a choice you're making. Yeah. So you're not, you're not like consciously using your phone to escape your anxiety of like, oh, I've got this like paper I'm writing and I just feel anxious right now. I'm just going to like go on my phone. Yeah. But you are ultimately maybe pacifying yourself. Yeah. Like the moment of anxiety and not 
yeah. learning how to sit with it longer so you can actually like sit through working. Whoa, longer. therapist talk. Sit with it. Well, I mean, neither of us are therapists or professionals no, in but, any of this regard. Okay. So don't listen to Hand us. up, no professional, whatever. But if I was a therapist, one line I would be really getting used to saying is, okay, okay, sit with that. <laughs> Okay, okay, let's sit with that. My and least it works. favorite thing a therapist does, and not because it's bad to do, but because it throws me into a spiral, is when they say, sit with that and like think, and then let me know what you're feeling. And then the second they say that and look at me, now all I can think about is like, what am I feeling? What am I feeling? Oh my God, I have to think about what I'm feeling, and all I can think about is how they're watching Well, me then they're probably waiting like, for me okay, to- <laughs> so he has anxiety. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it does say a like, lot. when I'm- just have the chance to think about it on my own. It's great. But as soon as somebody's like, what are you feeling? I like, can't find it. Yeah. No, it's like that, when someone says walk normal and now you yeah, like suddenly can't walk like, normal. Like, yeah, all of a sudden you're walking like breathe drunk. normal. Yeah. I can breathe normal, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, okay. So what, like, I have one final would, thing about edging. Would you edge? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think it's fun to experiment with things. Like, yeah. I'm down to try. You're going to goon, babes? I'm down to goon. I, I have to be sure that word is right. I know. We're absolutely Sounds... taken off the air. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like completely. I'm not going to say it anymore. Um, there was a few myths. I mean, I think these are all related to like male anatomy. So hopefully this isn't too biased, but just it was like, um, Edging cannot cause semen or ejaculation to back up into your body. Like, oh my god, obsessed. Like holding on and waiting doesn't cause damage to your body. <laughs> you like edge and then all of a sudden you burp out. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's rumors that it can cause retrograde ejaculation, which is a real thing where oh semen ends up in the bladder. Um, and so it's like that cannot happen with edging. Um, and if you don't ejaculate, it's not a problem either. Like we said, perhaps you'd have a case of blue balls, but ultimately your body will just break down and recycle like what it needs to. We already have an episode on blue balls and so maybe we should do another one. Um, it is kind of funny. It's like you just like edge and like never come. And then you're like, you, I could see like back in the day, they'd be like, your balls will get so big. They'll explode <laughs> in your sack. Well, I mean, you, you know, like people have nocturnal emissions <laughs> for that exact reason. If you're not ejaculating, your body needs to, yeah. it's going to do it on its own. I wish I had like more edging experience. I could come and sit down and be like, so... This is how it works, but I don't. Sometimes, like gay guys and like on like grinder and stuff, will be like edging. So it's like, wow! Like if you go and say yes to said person, they show up, and it's like, well, set, hopefully you got a Titanic length of three hours on your hands because <laughs> we're gonna edge. Yeah, I'd need to know the amount of time I'm like ready to commit. To yeah, it, it's you like know? maybe I have edged because like it's like meditation can be fun, but if I don't know how long yes. I'm doing it, that's stressful. Yes. Like if I'm again yes. thinking 30 minutes and it's three hours, that's like a very different mental experience. Yeah, <laughs> like to do the like porn version and be handcuffed and then like have it be someone yeah. else's. Is, I need is, like, it to be wild. 20 minutes. Oh my God. And it would be such like good porn because if it was like one of us, because we'd be like, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> it would probably be like, so what is meant for it? Okay, that's all I have to say. Yeah, me um, too, kind of. Like, onwards. hopefully we didn't, like, offend anyone. I'm always so scared with some of these sexual... Yeah. Like, I don't I don't think we did, but... Um, but no, if we did. I mean, you can message us and educate us. I mean, this episode is because someone messaged us to do it. Yeah. Uh, and, they, and they said to talk about whether it's, like, a good or a bad thing, and I think we covered... Yeah, conclusion, I think, ultimately, was. is that it's fairly harmless, and if you enjoy it, go for it. I think it's, like... Obviously, when it becomes linked to porn, like porn is always like a, a slippery slope. Yeah. Not that, not because it's bad, but because like excessive porn. And it's just like change. it is crazy because of our phones. What porn is gonna do is doing to our brains. Like it is kind of like it, it wasn't that long ago that people had like Playgirl, <laughs> Playboy, which was like a like static, static image of like 
a yeah, and not long before that when or... they were like, I saw her ankles. Yeah, okay. <laughs> True. Like the Titanic. It's like they lifted their skirt and saw like a knee. Yeah, like I mean, it is it is a fast acceleration, I think, through the internet of these issues. And it's like, even the idea of like being like, oh, there's a parental block on my computer. I'm like, do those even exist anymore? For sure. Okay, they do. <laughs> but I mean, I'm like, I'm like, I can't imagine there aren't like, people savvy enough like yeah like kids smarter isn't than it their like, parents and like if, if is it just safe search off well like, no, is it a you probably button? need a password okay smart smart smart, smart. How, like, <laughs> but on my like on my computer i'm always like wow tricked my computer safe search off and i just click I a mean, button yeah but you're right I, our they parents should be grow up with technology and probably actually our kids will have different technologies that we probably are too dumb to understand anyway. yeah i just mean like i can only assume if a kid has a phone it's pretty hard to control, like what? Yeah, type but you of can you can you can have controls on it. at a okay. at a certain age. Like your parent controls your phone. That's the entire reason YouTube made the YouTube Kids app because it is like such an issue wow. that they were like, we will <laughs> go to jail for this if we don't sort out how parents can guarantee their child will never see something inappropriate. Okay, have you seen everyone out there the viral video of the YouTube video of the guy who nares his butthole and he <laughs> says, so it's a YouTube video and he goes, okay, so to start, this is my butthole before I shave or put nair on it. And then he spreads his cheek and shows his hole and it's on YouTube. Everyone's seen it. So it's be, well, I mean, I'm sure not everyone okay, I mean, listening like has, 40 not everyone people. has seen the spread hole YouTube, but okay. So that is allowed to be on YouTube. Why? Because it's educational. Because it's education. Sex education is important. And maybe maybe it's not monetized <laughs> the same way most videos would be. Or, or it's monetized and Nair's getting a fat paycheck. Sure, there, might, there are brands that are totally okay with like wow. sex talk, um, drug But that's talk. not on the YouTube Kids app. For sure Okay, not. so that's this type of content that yeah. can slip by. That is crazy to me. What is? It's such a funny video. It's it is like, so funny. It it's so like, surprising that more people haven't. So like, funny. Does that mean because there's probably wait. such a trend we're not aware of right now? So many people showing their also buttholes. like we're ASAP science, so we're uh, educational. So like, if in the middle of my video about climate change, I just spread my cheeks no, and showed my whole, that would not be okay. Why not? Because you're not. <laughs> you have to be teaching about it. Okay. What if I was teaching about colon cancer and I was like, sure. The first place you should look is up here, and I bent over and showed. Then the dirt I think that'd be fine okay well it's the guys, same reason why subscribe. like birthing, birthing videos <laughs> under the context of education are allowed but you can't just like show genitals for no reason okay so subscribe to asap science because i think i might be doing an upcoming <laughs> video about rectal exams and i'm gonna see how far i can go about hemorrhoids that's probably like like i'm curious about what would happen like would it be like Toronto Star, like <laughs> like <laughs> like Toronto based science communicator has lost his mind <laughs> as he spreads Plots and shows for whole. international yeah. audience. And then it would be like me having to like explain myself on like CBC the Q be like, I just think some people might not know where their hole is and I think it's important that I showed them. By okay. the way, do you know what edging is? And I would just <laughs> <laughs> link to our podcast. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, anything else, Mr. Spreadsheet? No, are you kidding? I, I should go. <laughs> okay. Okay. See you guys later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Yes. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. 
Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.